All right, welcome in to the Fezzik Focus Podcast. This is the week three NFL edition. I'm AJ Hoffman, and it wouldn't be the Fezzik Focus Podcast without the one and only Steve Fezzik. Fez, how are you, my man? It's late September, and I really should be betting the schools. What does that mean? Maggie May. Okay. All right. Well, hey. One of the greatest lines ever, steal my daddy's cue, make a living out of playing pool. I was explaining to my son the double meaning of cue and steal I, my daddy's cue. I just love that line. That is a good line. All right. So here's what we've got to Well, you know what? Let's just let's just jump into it. Let's start with the way we always start, a fez tale. We, didn't, we weren't here last week. The people were aching for a fez tale. Aching. Aching. Hmm. Sexual, yeah, it was term. Um, well, I'm gonna deliver for them. So, all right, Stardust Memories the old Stardust line, Stardust got imploded in 2005, but they had the best radio show Sunday night 10 to 12. So, they was on the radio. I'd actually go and listen to it in person and had many different experts, including Dave Koken, that would come on and they'd handicap the upcoming games. So, it was kind of like the opening market report from 10 to 12 for two hours. And then the following morning, there'd be a half hour Stardust line, opening line report from 8.30 to 9. I have to tell you, that was one of my favorite things about old Las Vegas is actually going to the Stardust in person. And I remember like asking Dave, who do you like, who do you like? Because the book would close at midnight and he'd always give out his best bet at the close of the show at 11.58. So there wasn't enough time to get over the window to make the bet. But and you'd would, be in line the next morning? No, I would, I would, I would tell him. I, I'd meet at eleven forty-five. Who are you going to give out? And then he'd like, all right, you can bet it, but don't bet it until like right before they close. Don't tell anyone. Nice. And he, and he, and he would, and he'd tell me. Dave was a good guy. Yes. And usually success. He was, he was good. He was good. And the openers were a lot weaker back then, so it was a lot easier, you know, to have success. But he did have great success with his with his best bets that he'd give out three of them, I believe, every Sunday night. And by the way, you guys now, you and RJ on Monday nights are doing the opening market report and kind of doing a, a version of that, right? Exactly right. And anyone who paid attention to that report, uh, there's some good Easter eggs that um, I talked about lines, you know, where I made I made the New England line one, and it's three. Well, it's not three no more. Now it's two and a half. Shocker, because um, not always, but more often than not, I will get the line moves right in terms of the forecast. We're going to be doing more and more of um, during that report talking about lines and which ones I think are going to move. I think that's going to be some some valuable intel. So uh, if you, if right here on this podcast feed, of course, you can check it out. Uh, it should be available to you late Monday night, early Tuesday morning. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get into it. We've talked about this a little bit before. The maximization of the bonuses that these sports books give out. And one of the things I've learned from you and told people is if you get a free play and you use it on something that's minus money, you're wasted. You're wasting your opportunity here. Yeah. So let, let's uh, to use an example. The worst possible usage of the free play. By the way, people are going to love. Degenerates are going to love this show because I'm going to tell you not one but two ways where I play parlays. Now they're All talking. Right? Now we're talking. So uh, the worst thing you'd want to do is to go ahead and bet that Alabama will beat Vanderbilt with a thousand free play and they're minus like a hundred thousand or whatever yeah. on the money line. So you risk a thousand to win a dollar. But win or lose, you lose the thousand on a free play. Right. So you'd make one dollar from your free play. The idea is you want to bet a big money line underdog. Which is a t- I mean maybe and this is 
maybe foolish, but that's the time you'd want to take Vanderbilt on the money line. Yeah, exactly. So not like, probably not Vanderbilt, but, but something like that. It's the time you'd want to bet on the roulette wheel and to bet something at thirty-five to one. Certainly, if the, if they allowed you, you know, that had a one in thirty-eight chance of winning, you'd have you'd have an edge, you know, by by betting that because you're well, you'd you get back more for your 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 dollar because if you got thirty-eight free plays. Obviously, you go one and thirty-seven, and you do a lot better getting. You, you get back thirty-five divided by thirty-eight cents on the dollar. That's yeah. that, that's a lot better than getting back, um, uh, you know, betting red or black thirty-eight times and getting back nineteen thirty-eight or 50, 50 cents on the dollar. So, uh, big money line like a three to one, uh, you're going to get back a little less than um, seventy-five cents on the dollar, or. You could play three-team parlays. Three-team parlays are awesome if, if they let you. A book lets you play with the free. This is with a free play. It pays six to one. So think about this: if you play eight of them, you should win one. If even if you can't handicap worth a lick, and you're you're, you're hitting okay. 50, 50 So if you have eight free plays, thousand dollars each, that's worth four thousand. If you just bet eight games, go four and four. If you hit fifty percent in the long term, you're going to hit one out of eight, but it pays. It's going to pay six thousand. So you're going to get back six thousand instead of four thousand. Again, seventy-five cents on the dollar instead of fifty cents on the dollar. I'm getting a lot of math. You don't need to know all the math. But it's like, I mean, it's like you, what the reason why you don't play blackjack at a six-to-five table versus a three-to-two table. Exactly. And the bottom line is that it's it's literally it's literally paying you seventy-five percent instead of fifty percent for your bonus. So obviously, um, you have to you simply have to play that way. And you know, like a little hidden secret. And some books let you do that. If you do have eight free plays, and you don't, and you're completely risk averse, you could play. You could take three games. You could play all eight combinations of those three games. So team A plays B. So you you, you probably A C E A C F. Yeah. You get the idea. So there's eight combinations that can happen. One of them has to win. So you literally, it's, it's a no risk, seventy five percent on bonus on your money. Oh, that's interesting. All right, uh, sports betting books to own. What are we talking here? All right, so I took a look at um, my library, went through it. I'm going to give you four of them. Okay. That I think you really have to have. Um, one is the Smart Money by Michael Koenig. Yeah, this is a really good book that explains betting offshore and bonuses and the CD. Um, situation with the sports book and how they can be cockroaches and how they really don't <laughs> want sharp action and Billy he, he's working for Billy Walters uh, running for a making bet so that is a must read in terms of how things operate um, Stanford Wong sharp sports betting talks about Wong teasers and many other aspects really exceptional book you certainly should have that weighing the odds in sports betting by King Yao Yao a, a must read another math book that's uh, really good and talks about all different um, things, including, you know, how often uh, there's going to be a short touchdown, a long touchdown, et cetera. So, uh, that, you know, that's a best bet. And one more book. Uh, this is a new one, uh, relatively new. So Logan Fields, 2020, Think Like a Pro. No, I didn't make up the title. He did. But um, I don't like the title, but Logan Fields has an excellent book. Um, he specializes on golf betting. One of my favorite, by the way, Logan bets more like I bet than any other book I've read. He really explains like finding weaknesses. And one of my favorite things was, you know, the John Daly in Vegas. When John Daly plays in a golf tournament in Las Vegas, shocker, things don't go well for him, especially as the rounds progress because he probably isn't out on the driving range early in the morning in Vegas getting ready for the next round. Probably not. That yes. makes that makes some sense there. So uh, a bunch of books. And by the way, RJ's been building this library 
I, I like how many sports betting books do you own personally? Like, what's your what's your home library like? Twelve. Okay, something like that. I mean, our, there's literally McKinsey. You can speak to this. What's your best guess on how many sports betting books are in our office now? Fifteen hundred. I no, think that. I don't think it's way less than that, to be honest. I mean, it's there's hundreds and hundreds of these books, and they, more show up every day. And, and it's interesting because, uh, you know, I, I think RJ and I have a little differing opinion on how valuable these are, but he brings up the excellent point that he is like, well, even in a book that isn't any good, it doesn't mean there's not some great a good nugget. A great nugget. I remember reading a book that was no good, and, and it brought up the great point of, you know, there will be a day in Nevada when every single NFL favorite covers and most of the games go over yeah, and the sports books will be demolished to yeah. the point of like, like beaten to a pulp because what happens is, is that there's just too much liability. Everyone parlays all of the favorites. And if they all win, this could happen in the NCAA tournament. It will be, it will wreak havoc. It'll be a, a once in a hundred year flood type of thing where the sports books profits for the entire year will be wiped out in one day. Yeah. It may I mean, never happen in our lifetime, but it, it's going to happen eventually. It has to happen eventually. Just like eventually every underdog is going to cover one day. I mean, like exactly. it, eventually these things, it, it, they find a way, mm-hmm. uh, whether they should or not. All right. You, you, let's talk about the – you, you kind of hinted at this in the, the free play conversation, but let's talk about round-robin parlays. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not a parlay guy. Parlays there's, – there's never a reason typically to bet parlays unless there's a correlation – between the plays. So like if a Nor'easter might be blowing up the East Coast early in the week and you say, you know what, I'm going to play the Maryland game under and I'm going to play the Virginia Tech game under and the Boston College game under. And basically, this, if this weather storm materializes, all these totals on the Eastern Seaboard are going to drop. And if I parlay them all together, it's correlated, things like that. Yeah. You know, that correlated parlay is another reason to play parlay circumvent limits. So place has a $500 limit on plays. Well, just go up, and if I really like one specific play, hey, I'll take Virginia Tech plus three parlayed to this and that, the other thing, and you just keep keep gobbling up Virginia Tech until they tell you no more, and you go way, you blow way past what their limit might be. So that's circumvent limits. Um, those are the major reasons to play parlays. But you know, I'm not an anti-parlay in the sense that I don't like that the bet sizing gets fouled up. But in a book that has low limits, say like a Resorts World here in Vegas or a Treasure Island or a place like that. You know, you, they might have like five or six soft numbers or eight soft numbers on games you're going to bet, but low limits are like three, $500 maybe, and they're not going to take very much. One way you can get more down, and this it's, I have to say it's one of the most entertaining things, and it's perfectly fine to play this way, the round-robin three-teamers. Because the three-teamer pays six to one. We talk, so mm-hmm. I guess the theme here is this, the three-team parlay. It turns out if you had taken your $100 – you bet it on the first game, and it wins $90.91. You cash it. You bet it on the second game. You bet it on the third game. So when you get done, you're going to have $696. Okay. If you put that $100 on a three-team parlay, you actually get back $700. You get back more by the, than the mechanical parlay, which is shocking because I always talk about how the mechanical parlay is, is going to do better. Like on a two-teamer, it certainly does better. It, it crushes the four and the five-team parlay. But think about the sports book. So three is the only number where three you've is got an edge. Magic number and three, and you're like laying minus one hundred nine point eight. It's not a great edge, but, but think, it's some edge, and, I mean, and, and it makes sense. Like because a sports book, why would they want to pay you? They would. They don't want to round it all the way down. Some some might to you know to five and a half, but if it's supposed to be five point nine six, eh, 
we'll round it up to 6.0. So already you're laying less than minus a dollar ten by peanuts. But now you can just like let's say you got seven or eight soft numbers that games you like you play, you wheel them. You put them all, you walk up and you say, I want to do a round robin parlay by threes only. Here are my seven teams, all right? And I want to do it by threes only. So you get every combination of three team parlays. So if you go seven oh, they all win. If you go, you know, six and one, now you got you, you got to start sure. calculate. If you if you go three and four, only one of the combinations wins. And think about how many, how these combinations have. You could say eighty dollars away, some small amount, but the number of combinations. So if you start out with four teams and you play three team parlays, there's four combinations. But then if you go to five teams and you play every combination of threes, now you got ten combos, and then it starts to really explode. Yeah. The actual formula for it just because I like using the factorial because that's the exclamation point. It's cool. Your sons are probably studying this right now in algebra. One of them is. Yeah, so the the formula is if... My 15-year-old son's probably studying the stuff that your, what, 11-year-old son has already got mastered? Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he, yeah. he, is, he is 11 and he is in algebra too. Yeah. And, and, and I assure you... Maybe they're in the same class. I, I assure you he gets all of his algebra too. Daddy doesn't, but he gets them all right. And he's, I'm having a little trouble factoring the polynomials, daddy. Can you, can you help me? And I'm like, I can in February. Not yeah. now. <laughs> we'll talk later. Sorry. But the, but the formula for the number of combinations is actually if, if P is the, uh, to, if N is the total number of teams and P is the number uh, that you're putting in a parlor, which would be three in this case, it is um, P factorial times N minus P factorial divided, uh, that's the denominator, and the numerator would just be n factorial. So example, if you played every combination of six teamers, it would be six factorial divided by three factorial times three factorial. The So it would be six times five times four times three times two times one divided by uh, six divided by six. If you cancel it, that six times five times four. Um, I'm doing this on the fly, people. So it, it should be 10 combinations. Which, okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You've Hope I me. did that right. If I if I misspoke, the formula I think is correct. I guess. Well, you made yeah. me feel dumb either way. Even if it, it could be wrong all for all I know, whatever. But 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 the beauty here is the, the 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 it's so fun because you're watching all these games and the difference between going if you go five and two you kick ass you make a ton of money if you go four and three I think it I, you either lose or or you make break you know, even. It's, it's it's not very good. Going like like five five hundred slightly above five hundred is not good with these. But as soon as you leverage to sixty percent, bingo! It, as Big Kelly win. Savalas used to say in a commercial, it's bonus time, baby. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's get an update on your weight. You're in here with the uh, the the sleeveless shirt. You're hulked out. Where are we at? Where's Wishnev? So Wishnev is at two twelve. He Holy has, shit! He are is you down worried? from three hundred. Hell yeah! Okay. But I have, I, but he's, he was 212 yesterday. He's 212 today. And yesterday I was at 201. All right. So he closed the lead from 70 pounds to 11. Oh my God. It's looking fairly hopeless. So what did I do? I had an emergency meeting at Applebee's to discuss what to do. You know, the irony being is Applebee's oh, yeah. probably the worst place you, you know, Weight Watchers meeting and then a post, post meeting, a celebration at Applebee's. I'm right? not going to lie. I, I don't like eating at Applebee's if I have no dietary restrictions. That's like on my list of, like, my sons have never been to Applebee's and will never eat at Applebee's. Mm. 
That's one. I, I want better for them than that. I I, I have a eat this, don't eat that book, and and like every 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 meal at the Cheesecake Factory is like on the band. Oh and, yeah, and the no sure. fly like You literally can gain two pounds just by ordering their biggest entree, uh, biggest appetizer, and biggest dessert. Well, that sounds about right. It's like it's like put 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 put. But to, to, so I fasted twenty four hours. I had my snack and bacon this morning, two hundred calories. I'm a one ninety seven. So Todd is at two eleven. His ma- he at 211.4, so I'm going to round down to 211. So he's, his magic number is 14. If he gets 14 pounds, he wins. If he ever is lighter any morning than I, he wins. But my magic number is now 17, where if I can hit 180, boom, you know, then as long as I maintain, yeah. I cannot lose. And if he joins me at 180, it's a push. So his mag- Todd's magic number is 14, mine's 17. You know what? Newsflash, I'm, I had my snack and bacon. Screw it. Naked and afraid. I'm going naked and afraid another 24 hours. I'm knocking it down to 195. What's in your uh, coffee here? Is this just black coffee? Eight stevia, six creamer. Six creamer? Yeah. Oof. I want to pull back. When you don't eat anything, you, <laughs> you know what? You can probably have six of those little creamers. What is that, like 80 calories? Listen, it's At how your most. body metabolizes things. You need to just drink black, black coffee. I, I'm... I, Believe me. Do you want this or not? I how have, bad do you want? I want it. I, how I, bad do you want? So I've wagered nine thousand to win three thousand. What I thought was the greatest bet of all time. I thought I could go to buffets. I thought it could, could go up to two fifty. You didn't win. think he would take this as seriously? I didn't. As he has. I can. He, he has dropped weight like their suitcases. I'll say this to Mr. Wishnev. He's making a mockery of the weight loss industry. There, and it's true. It's all, all, as Killian says in The Running Man, they're all lying to No, Killian is lying to you. You know, it's bullshit. It's like keto, Atkins, um, you know, no carb, fiber, veggies. Veggies are fine. But <laughs> the, the bottom line is you can eat you can eat all day long as long as you're eating salads without dressing. You know, there's no calories. It's 100 calories. You can have 15 meals a day. It's just stop with all this nonsense of like having, oh, Eli Lilly has this drug or, you know, or I mean, I fast, but like, like, oh, you need to fast during this time and not that time. Bullshit. Just eat, you know, leafy green vegetables and 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 work out, work out each. But the workout is not actually as important for weight loss. It is for fitness, but it helps. You know why? Because when you do the reverse bang bang, that's where you don't have a meal and you work out instead. If you go to the gym for two hours from eleven to one and you're working, guess what? You know, or or for sixty minutes, yeah. you don't have time to eat. Yeah, that's so true. You miss the meal and you get the workout. So it's so instead of consuming a thousand calories, you burn seven hundred. Well, and anytime you you're exercising, you're lighting the furnace of your body. Yeah, and it's so starting get, to burn the the fat, the nonsense that you don't need. Exactly. So the ancillary benefits, you know what? And I I have to say that. You know, I used to look at pictures of myself, and I thought, eh, a little overweight. I'm, not, not, I, I, a little, I'm a little too heavy. Never use the word overweight. I'm okay. And now I look back, and I was like, what was I thinking? So, but, but Todd is the real hero here because he was 300, and he actually was 350 at one point Damn. in his life. And he, is at, and he is, and that may doom him because I get a text from him once a week. It's not fair. I've got eight pounds of excess skin at least that oh, like yeah. that, that 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 we should have factored in. And I'm like, you know what? You know, we that's why you got three to one. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so what now you still feel ninety nine percent it's a push? Yeah, because I'm convinced once I get to one ninety, it's kinda like how many people like tap out of a marathon a mile twenty five? 
You know, not many, not many, not unless they're like pushed to the absolute limit, you know, where they're going to collapse. Yeah. So if I get to 190, I'm going to and that's the bat phone going off. No, Jared, I can't bet. I am on the I'm I'm on the phone. Um, The um, so my magic number is 190, because let's face it, if I get to 190, you're going to get to 180. Four days later, I'll I'll be at 180 because you and I are just going to like you're going to like kick my ass and put me through. I'm not going to let you have creamer. I can tell you that. Whatever. So (laughs) I see this has paid for itself. Six creamers. Are you crazy? Eight. Uh, Eight creamers. Jesus. Jesus. All right. Let's talk about specialization. Yes. I, you know, this is the time of year. Everyone's like excited. Here comes the NBA. By the way, and, when and, when did you get fired? be playoffs. When did you get fired for like dating a coworker? Uh, I don't know. Well, a he's not going to get fired. He's going to be suspended, and this is like the the result of the hashtag Me Too movement. Like what? people in power positions and companies aren't allowed to sleep with people in lower positions. It's uh, that that's the rules. Why? Celtics made those. It's rules. a good. I know. I I understand that the rule is a good guideline. Okay. I get. I get. It's like a rule. Don't park in this parking space. And I get it. Don't don't dip your 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 pen and company ink. Right. It's a good policy. Good. But you didn't kill anybody. You know. No. I mean, it's kind of like there should. As they said, remember when Seinfeld gets busted by Newman for mail fraud, and he said, "Last Seinfeld mail fraud, you are busted." And Jerry looks at the judge. He says, what are we looking at here? And the judge's like, there'll be a small fine. Yeah. Right? I mean, come on. <laughs> it does. I mean, I don't know. It does feel like uh, if this happened six, seven years ago, I feel like it's a non-story, to be honest. It's certainly not a, a, a suspension. So if, if Mackenzie and I go out and have a few drinks and we get a little playful, now we're, we're both suspended? That's ridiculous. <laughs> I think it, it goes back to a volleyball player falling off the back of a motorcycle uh, with Bobby Petrino, and that ruined it for it, everybody. It all comes back to the – it's the Petrino rule. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's a great rule, but I don't – but but the bottom line, when people are, like, beating up their girlfriends in elevators and getting, like, suspended for, like – and only getting kicked out of the league because there's videos. If right. there's no video, small fine. Well, are we going to see the video of Ime Adoka? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? And what type of video? Either, either way, we're talking about specialization. So if you're if, if you're an NBA specialist, what what's your move right now? Are you prepping for the NBA? Or are you still trying to get in some of these football dollars? As long as you're winning at everything, it's fine. But for those who are kind of chopping along, and I see this all the time, people like they they're not winning, they're not losing. Yeah, they're grinding. They're grinding, and but it's unclear whether they're even winning or losing. They're basically fifty-two to fifty-three percent. It's like just stop, just stop with the stupid NBA, stop with the stupid NFL. You know, just focus people on the Sun Belt Conference. You know, get to fifty-five percent. It's something. You know, betting betting fantasy props in the NFL. Um, focusing on I don't care. You focus on just tight ends. All you care about are tight ends and tight end rotations and, and defenses on tight ends. I assure you, if you if that's all you focused on, you would or running backs, you would make a killing just following those players. But no, you gotta you gotta be complete. Like, I, 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 I we used to make fun of college football handicappers because we'd see them like go through. I remember one guy said in particular, "Oh, four new teams hit the big board. They went to Division One. This is a disaster. Four more teams I have to handicap." And I start screaming at him, "You don't have to handicap." 
anything. You could you could handicap the Mac only. You know, yeah. Just give me win- you, I mean, bold statement. If like if you only did the Mac and you weren't allowed to bet on any other games, you'd be the greatest sports college football sports better. You would know everything about every one of those teams. Example. I didn't know before the game started. You probably heard after. So Wyoming's playing Air Force. Mm-hmm. Air Force best players. They just don't. They just don't, didn't go. Yeah. Our market didn't care. Market didn't adjust at all. And the announcers are like, "Yeah, you know, Air Force. Unlike other Air Force teams, this team really has speed. You know, they got this guy, a wide receiver, and that guy. Unfortunately, they didn't make the trip. I mean, so it's not like they're like they they didn't get scratched last. Yeah. Minute. You know, they're back. You know, like like you know, doing their push-ups and sit-ups and whatever the military does. You know, flying their airplanes <laughs> while their teammates are playing. Did you did you get word about but that injury I did in the not, Wyoming game? But the Air Force guys, they don't they don't do push-ups and sit-ups. They're there. You know, probably drinking coffee. All right, <laughs> with with their eight eight creamers, but, but you know, ten creamers for but, the Air but, Force but, guys. But that's uh, the only reason I know that is because it was a standalone game on a Thursday. So right. now I'm like, well, is Air Force going to play their guys this week? I don't know. I don't. I don't know enough about which ones are important, etc. But if I only if I only did the Mountain West, I would. You for get sure, where, you get where I'm going. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. You say, but trying to actively handicap. College football, NBA, NFL, baseball playoffs. You're trying to do everything at once. It's hard to win. It, it, it's it's almost impossible. That doesn't mean you can't bet it. I mean, you can you can rely upon others. And if they tell you, if a baseball expert tells, well, that's the beauty of a group. Is like yeah. ideally in your group, you've got someone who's focused in on a, a niche thing, and you've got your focus, and you share information. Yeah, and so you guys, guys Dodgers just clinched. You know, go ahead and fade them tomorrow. You know, I like to talk about the bet I win, not the Houston just clinched. Uh, yeah, Houston, they're, they're like, no, gonna, we're not no, going to no, lose we're anymore. Fine. We're just going to keep. We're going to keep on going. Yeah, the, uh-huh. All right, we got one more thing to get to. Best bets. First, I'm going to tell you about uh, a way you can save some money. Fifty dollars off. And this package is important to me. It's called Pick 50. That's the promo code. Pick 50? $50. 50%? $50. Oh, good. $50 off our combo package, NFL season access for Fez and my college football. Every NFL release from Fez, including prop bets through the Super Bowl, every college football release from me through the regular season, bowls, playoffs, championship game, all that stuff, you get it now. Normally goes for $9.95, $9.45 with the promo code PICK50. And by the way, that package isn't going to be available for much longer. And, right? and let me emphasize, RJ will get mad. I'm going to say this. Don't buy my daily picks. I put up a daily pick. and I get, Don't buy it. You know, you're not you're, you're really going to struggle to win. And here's why. Because you're going to buy it an hour before the game starts. Look at tonight's game. And then you're going to pull up. Oh, I get, I, get, I get one of the greatest betters in the world, his expertise in the game. Well, that's that's great, but I told you to play under twenty tonight on the first half. Right, and and now the, nine, the line's not twenty anymore. Now you're scrambling to get a nineteen. Well, does that matter? Well, I tell you what. To use an example, it's ten seven with a minute left, and the Browns have the ball in their own thirty. And if you've got under twenty, you've got a great bet. And if you've got under nineteen and a half, you're probably losing. You know that. I mean that that those half points matter so much. I played Chubb over over eighty and a half rush yards. He's up to eighty four and a half. Um, you get where I'm going. Yeah, and I l- listen. If you if you had a season long subscription to me, you got San Francisco plus two and a half. If you have nice, if, if you buy if you die, buy a daily pack, you're not going to get San Francisco plus two and a half. Yes, it doesn't exist yeah, in so, the world. So, yeah, so now San Fran's laying one, all right, or one and a half, and it's twenty to nineteen with two minutes to play, and everyone's sweating the game out completely, and you're like, well. 
It's Whatever. Maybe, maybe I'll throw a pick six and I'll lose, but otherwise I win. Exactly. It's like I'm. And, and how often does that happen? Too. You look at games. Well, look at the Pittsburgh New England game. I mean, it happens so often where, oh God, I can't believe they made the two point conversion. I didn't win with New England minus three. Well, you, but you could have played New England minus two and a half. You yeah. Know, all week long. Yeah. So when you get these numbers matters, and you when you when you've got a subscription, you're going to get a text. You're going to get an email alert every time a play goes in, and exactly. you can and, be on it immediately. And, and I try. I'm going to give out a play. If it's good, I'm going to give it out any time of the day. But I try, like, when I wake up in the morning between 7 and 8 a.m., that's kind of like that's a go time where I would say half my plays come out early in the morning, the specific time, um, because I know that, you know, people have jobs and they're busy and the like. And so that's probably the most critical time, the, the most likely time I might be popping a play. In, All right. Or plays. Speaking of San Francisco, we're all hoping they win this week. What's your best bet? All right, best bet, season win, 49ers over 9.5, minus 120. What was this number at the beginning of the season? It was 10. I played under 10. I loved under 10. I was not a believer in Trey Lance. I had him um, better than Wilson and nobody else, and maybe Davis Mills at the time, but they were about tied. On the bottom of the barrel, my quarterback ratings, and I made a case. I said, you know, they're they're really going to struggle. And now, well, not only does – Trey Lance get knocked out for the year, and, and I get I get my Jimmy G. So I'm pleased because I'm on an island completely. The hitman makes fun of me because I, I think that Jimmy G's three points better, and he's like, "You're you're you're an idiot, Fez. You, you have no idea what you're talking about." Well, the market clearly let's say, let's put it this way: the market clearly hates Denver, or they like Jimmy G. You know, I one, think I think quite honestly, this might be a confluence of events where it's it's a little bit of both is, I, is I driving cer- this. I certainly agree with it, but now they've gone from plus two, two and a half. To, to you know, to the favorite minus one and a half, and um, and further, uh, I was very pleased to see um, Trey Lance's teammates, you know, throw him under the bus and just ignore him after he broke his ankle, which kind of confirmed what I thought. So, bottom line is, oh, oh, uh oh, but I got this under ten. I got to worry about. That's right, no problem. We just doubled down and we play back double over nine and a half, perfectly profitable middle. And, frankly, and then hope that it lands on 10, right? Frankly, I think 10's a good number right now, and I'm playing over 9.5. That may, may sound like a trivial edge to play over 9.5. I actually, if, if gun to my head, if I'm in, like, uh, Waikiki or the rest of the island, <laughs> and I only have one out, and I call my, and, and I'm about to go on, on an, a safari or something, um, and I call my, my man, and he says, what's the season win on San Francisco? And he says 10. He says, and you have to bet 3,000 on it, Fez. I'm like, I'll play over. If I had okay. to, if I couldn't scalp it, hedge it, do anything, I would play over right now at 10. So if, I'm, if, I, would, if I would be playing over 10, I think San Francisco's going to the NFC title game. I think they're going to win 11 games. And over 10 is a, over nine and a half is an exceptional, I'm going to call it my freight train of cash. Season win, Battlestar Galactica, season win of the year. Okay, I love it. And there you go. And that's, and that's free for the people just like that. That's what you get for listening to the Fezzik Focus Podcast. That will do it for the week three edition of the Fezzik Focus Podcast. We'll be back next week, same time, same place on this feed. And while you're on this feed, check out Straight Out of Vegas AM. Uh, Fezzik was kind enough to join us on that show this morning. And you guys carried the load. I was like, you know, I, I get a little tired. I'm old. But it's always good to have your expertise and uh, for, the, for the game tonight especially. So, Bet against uh, the White Sox every day. They're, they're <laughs> dead a team as we'll see. But, uh, but we appreciate that. So if you want to check out that show with myself and Scott Seidenberg, it's in this feed. 
please, we're trying to grow this thing. Tell your friends about it. We're everybody's excited about it. We're having fun, and uh, and we appreciate you guys listening. For Fez, for McKenzie, I'm AJ. We will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.